starts with the fast of Shavas of the Tammuz, which is today, and Tzatesh which means it's exactly 22 days, three weeks and extra days, 22 days. Uh, it's the that the 22 letters in the Aleph And the Maral explains that the concept of Shvira, which began on Shavas of the Tammuz, which is the five things which went wrong today, continued and intensified until the Shvira, the structure was complete in Tisha B'Av. So Mishmi Aleph and Tzav. a few minutes at the end, we'll try and explain what the Maral means with that. So, which halachas do we have which start already from Shavas of the Tammuz? Again, I'm talking about the Minag of Ashkenazim, the Minag of Ramah. And generally, it's halachas, the Shachalachas is much more mekel, and therefore the Sfarim also more mekel. But according to the Ramah, the halachas which apply from Shivas of the Tammuz are all halachas which relates to something which is considered an extreme level of Simcha that already starts from now. And therefore, we have three levels, three Asurim from Shivas of the Tammuz. The first one is not to have Chasnas. That's considered obviously a, a, the biggest mitzvah, mitzvah celebration or sort of that there is. And therefore, it's also the Chasna from Shavas of Tammuz. It only means getting married and having a Chasna if the person who got married last week to celebrate Sheva Brachas would still be Mutter. It's not, even though that's uh, also the Simcha of a Chasna and Kala, there are three reasons given in the Mepharshim why it will be Mutter to have a Sheva Brachas into the three weeks. The first one is that the Ika celebration is the Chasna. The Shiva Brachas is nice and elaborate as they are, or whatever theme you've chosen to make them, but it's still not the Chasna. Right? So therefore, it's not the same level of Simcha. The second one is because you have a Mitzvah Daraisa. Once you already have a Chasna in Kala, there's a Mitzvah Daraisa in Samech. And Shiva for three weeks is at the most on your Durabana. So we don't put ourselves into the circumstance that we don't get married, so there's not a Simcha of the Chasna because we're not getting married. But if someone did get married, and now that the Chasna in Kala, so there's a Mitzvah Simcha, there's a Mitzvah Daraisa, and if that's the case, that's Mitzvah Daraisa. We're going to see if there's enough communion between these two answers, and that is, would it be mutter to have music as a Shiva Brachas? You know, as if the reason is, is because you're allowed to have it, it's not such a big simcha. Then, okay, we can have the Shiva Brachas without making such a big simcha. So we can have a meal and we can have it is and enjoy it, but music is already an extra celebration if you don't have. If the reason is, this is the rice, and the rice is the rice, it's an other answer. The more we make a deal out of, a, out of a, being the Samaya for Hasan Makara, we're doing the right thing. Now the second reason and the third reason which is brought down is because, like we're going to see, that the other Siddhas Mitzvah are also Mitzvah in three weeks. And therefore, even if we're going to say that Siddhas Shiva Brachas is a Siddhas Mitzvah, like any other Siddhas Mitzvah would be Mitzvah in three weeks, which means it would be Mitzvah to have a bris, have a pigeon aben, even to get engaged. Right? Which is, and have an engagement party without music would be Mitzvah as well. It's Tafka Chasna, which is the Chasna itself, because the Simcha of the couple becoming married, which is also. So the Siddhas Mitzvah would be allowed, and that would include other Siddhas Mitzvahs too, if the person is making a Sim. As Dr. Yami organized this year, the Sim of Yuma comes out in three weeks. There will be Mutter to have a Sim and to make a Siddhas Mitzvah. The only Isser of a Siddhas would be a Siddhas of a Chasna. When did the three weeks start? So even though the fast is only today, the mindset of Moshe brings down that the restrictions of the three weeks start from the night of Yazayim B'Tamas. It's already the date. It's already the 17th of Tamas. And uh, even though we don't fast all day, but the mindset of restrictions already began from last night. So I'm, I'm getting this straight too late, but you weren't meant to have had a haircut or anything else last night. But I did get a call from my yeshiva last night. Is the mother to have a sort of spreader last night? And their answer is yes. First, I'm not sure that's a sort of mitzvah, but even if it is, it's not meant to be a big simcha. And even if it is, it's okay, because it's not a chasna. 
Okay, so that's the first Nakoda, which is with regard to Surah's Mitzvah. The second restriction is the restriction against music. Now, the music that Chazal are talking about was obviously instrument music, which was what they had. They were playing instruments or listening to an orchestra or a band, whatever it is. And then Chazal asked it because it's also considered something of Simcha. What about music which is played today, which is we're not playing live music, we're playing recorded music. So if it's recorded instrument music, but if they held that it's true, it's not maybe not the same effect as a live band, but the sound is the same sound or some other sound, and therefore they said it's also to listen to recorded instrument music also. What about people singing? So there's no, there was never a xeric in singing. If people want to sit and sing, they're allowed to sing. The shayla becomes, when people are just singing, but they're singing in a way which re- re- resembles or similar to instrument music. So you have people making a certain percussion sound or whatever other noises they can make, which sound like instruments. Is that something which is, is also or is mutter? There is a mechlek surprise come over here. I know that Yashin holds it also, but I know that there are which hold it so forth. So it's not instruments, even if a person makes it sound like that. And therefore, there will be a mechlek surprise come if it's mutter to listen to instrument music or not. Now, there are three common fallacies in the world about music. The first one is it's mutter to listen to slow tunes during the three weeks. There's no difference. They didn't ask the happy tunes, they ask the music. And if it's slow music or fast music, whatever it is, it makes no enough commitment. That's the first one. The second one is someone came to me last year and said that they get sad when they don't listen to music. So maybe that's a hatter. Um, it was like a hatter I heard today. Someone told me that they think that their wife doesn't have to fast because she's a hatter. That she, he heard that there's a hatter that today doesn't have to fast while she's bringing up her kids. So I said, what do you think I'd have for the next 20 years? He said, why not? So I said, no, I'm sorry, there's no such hatter. But uh, maybe there's a hat while the lady's expecting the child, or maybe she's nursing the child that I can hear, when she's bringing up the child, uh, that, that's already uh, beyond what the Chazal are thinking about. But the same thing's over here. When someone tells me that they're sad if they can't listen to music, and I was asked, who do you think Chazal had in mind when they said it's also listen to music? The guy is happy about it. Right? Obviously, when Chazal made a restriction, the understanding is that people will be sad. Right? That's what they're doing. It's in the three weeks. We're meant to be sad. Right? Now, if a person is, uh, we've heard Italian for this a number of times, a person is suffering from depression or something like that, and therefore it's a clinical condition and music can help them, that's a different story. They get a rechoyle, and rechoyle has its own good life. But for the average person who just feels like he, he, he feels like his extra time has that music to listen to, he feels it's an out that he doesn't have, that's what Chazal had in mind. And therefore we don't have Italian to listen to slow music, we don't have Italian to listen to music because the person will be sad without that. That's part of the Chazal It's better to listen to music on Shabbos. Obviously, we have a technical problem with Shabbos, but without that issue, I'm saying to sing and to sing Barabim, the restrictions don't apply to Shabbos. That's the second Isser from Shiva Sabbatamuz, and the third one is the Isser of cutting one's hair, which is also. It's, it's the kids can learn not to have music either. The one headset I've seen is if it's like a two or three year old, you have one of these like bedside lullabies you put on their bed, like drives like, everyone crazy, but it puts the kid to sleep, they say that's okay. One more talking about music. We asked the Yashiv if a person's like, practicing, they're going for music lessons, are they allowed to have music lessons in three weeks? And the Yashiv's answer pretty much was, is, well, the next to neighbors, like open the windows or close them. And if it's good enough, people actually enjoy listening to them. So then it's also, if it's like a kind of thing that people don't want to listen to, then it's, then it's okay. 
Right. The, next, the, third, the third restriction and is when haircuts. When you're driving, dri- listening to music when people drive, you have to stay out. Listen to a good shit. Huh? Listen to a good shit. Alright, uh, haircuts are also, also according to Ashkenazim from the 17th of Tammuz, and here again, it's an across the board issue. Uh, if a person has medical reasons why, they have, why he needs to have a haircut or something like that, so then it would be different, but for the normal case, we don't have a term for haircuts in the three weeks. Right, that's, those are the three restrictions which apply from Israel of Tammuz. Now, there are the next round of restrictions which start from Rosh which is the Shabbos. And that's the case that Shabbos itself in no restrictions, is we are only talking about the week after Rosh until Tisha B'Av. Now, being as this year Tisha B'Av is full, falls on a Sunday and it's not a Nidchet, it actually falls on Sunday, there's no din of Shavu Shachalboi. There isn't a week of Tisha B'Av, except for Tisha B'Av itself. And therefore, the restrictions we have of Shavu Shachalboi don't apply this year. And therefore, so such as cutting one's nails, which is also in the Shavu, the week of Tisha B'Av falls, there isn't a week of Tisha B'Av falls. So the only restrictions we have this year are the restrictions of the nine days, which are the five restrictions of, number one, not to wear clean clothing, not to do laundry, which we'll talk about in a moment, and not to eat meat, not to drink wine. And we'll talk about those also. Okay, so let's first talk about the dinner of laundry, because this is a very common shayla, and that is when the, the Ramah brings the Isurim of, when the Ramah brings the Isurim of doing laundry, he brings it, it doesn't make a difference if you're doing the laundry or you're getting a laundry to do it for you, it's also, it's both of them are also. Right. And therefore, we're not talking about wearing the clothing, we're even talking about washing the clothing. There are always a size of people who need the clothing just for after Tisha because they're going on vacation to Masi Tisha B'av or whatever the reason is going to be. And uh, also, it's not partial to be matir and to do laundry, even if you're not going to be using the laundry during the nine days. The exception to the rule, the Reverend likes to ask this question, it's a common question. The exception to the rule is it's mutter to wash clothing of little children. Right. Even though the Ramah was talking about the days before they had disposable diapers, and they were saying it's mutter to wash things like that, but the Acharim already added to anything which a child is malach nicharbe, children get themselves very dirty, it's mutter to wash clothing of little children. Um, what age does that apply to? So it depends on what age children get themselves really dirty. But if it's considered big day and they're really dirty, so then they had to wash them. So there's a limitation to wash only what you need for... The but, but there again, it's not a head to wash everything. It's a, uh, success, it's a head to wash what you need for now. And as we aren't expected that every child has enough changes of clothing for three times a day, times nine days, whatever it is. And therefore, if a person needs children's clothing now for the rest of the nine days, they're to wash that. They ask for Shalom Zalman, if already, you know, I'm not hand washing, I'm just showing it to the machine. So I'm putting on the machine anyway, and I'm putting on the cycle anyway, and I'm pressing go anyway, so why can I just throw more things into the machine? But he wasn't like, the halakha is, it's also the laundry, it's not a din in tircha, it's a din hezachadas. And if that's the case, when there's a dispensation for clothing of ketanim, of clothing of children, so that's the hats that we have. Um, but uh, to add adults' clothing into the load at the same time, we machmerah. Right, that's as far as doing laundry goes. Now, as far as wearing clean clothing goes, so the halacha is that it's also to wear freshly laundered clothing in the nine days. And therefore, everyone knows that the person has to either prepare clothing in advance, uh, which means he has clothing which is already worn beforehand, and then he can, re- he can wear it a second time in the nine days. It doesn't have the same feel of freshly laundered clothing. How does the person have to wear clothing for in order to wear it again in the nine days? It's considered already used. Okay, so now the first thing I'm going to say is those people who have this minog of putting on eight shirts at once. Right? 
that only works for the, sh- the bottom shirt or maybe the second one to the bottom. But the other shirt makes no difference to the fact that you have so many other layers on you that it doesn't feel warm. Right? So you have to wear each, each shirt individually. How long do you have to wear it for? Not for a whole day. Enough that it's considered warm. It doesn't feel fresh anymore. So it could be if just a few minutes if, uh, if a person's moving around and whatever it is, it doesn't feel like a clean clothing. And if that's the case, you can wear it again in the nine days. Now, what invariably happens is people forget about the salacha until which is going to be on Shabbos. And they're going to come ask on Shabbos, um, can, we forgot to prepare clothing, can, what can we do on Shabbos? So, forewarned is forewarned, I'm going to tell you what is. Are you allowed to wear clothing on Shabbos which hasn't been worn before? And the answer is yes. Shabbos, the restrictions don't apply. You're allowed to wear clean clothing on Shabbos, both the Shabbos of Rosh Chodesh and the Shabbos of Eretz Yishevah. But Shabbos is the, the restrictions of Eretz don't apply. A person that will wear clean clothing on Shabbos. But is he allowed to wear clothing on Shabbos to prepare for the week ahead? The answer is it depends if you're a Torah. What I mean by that? If the whole week long you're wearing white shirts, so that's okay, that's fine. On Friday night you can put on a white shirt. You wake up Shabbos morning, you put on another white shirt. You come back from Shul, you put on a third white shirt. You wake up in the afternoon, you put on a fourth white shirt, and you're okay. But if during the week you like to wear you know, T-shirts or whatever else it is, then you can't wear that on Shabbos. That's clearly fun. So the clothing I would normally wear, and it looks like Shabbos clothing, I can wear for the week ahead, that's okay. Again, to put on and take off for nothing is also unusual. But when a person would naturally change clothing on Shabbos, you can change into a new shirt. You don't have to wear the same shirt as before. You know, they can prepare a, like a number of shirts in advance. But when it comes to wearing clothing which you wouldn't normally wear on Shabbos, right, uh, then you can't wear them on Shabbos either. Which clothing need to be pre-worn? So there's two shirts over here. The one shirt is everything. Right? The second shirt is only those clothing which are very hot, which means... Uh, a shirt, a jacket, a pair of trousers, maybe things like that. Masha'enka and socks or other clothing which are meant, and an undershirt, for example, which are called a baggage zayat, which means they're only there to stop perspiration, they're not considered a baggage hashem. The hashem is hold that therefore the restriction doesn't apply to clothing like that, and if that's the case, a person's allowed to wear uh, a freshly laundered pair of socks, for example, within the nine days, he doesn't have to pre wear all his socks. That's not like a supply scheme, is definitely makam lahakam. The person has another chance to wear all their socks beforehand, so then you can wear fresh socks in the nine days. Um, good. That's the as was the gear to the wearing clothing, which person has worn previously. Right. There are they have these answers which aren't lechat They're not brought in the ikkapai scheme of steps of stepping on your clothing or running around a little bit. The ikkapai is to wear it. If you want to dirty your clothing, okay, but it's, it's not that's what's meant. It's meant that the person's worn the clothing before it. Right. When it comes to Shabbos clothing, we said a person can have fresh clothing for Shabbos. How soon before Shabbos can a person uh, get changed into fresh clothing for Shabbos? You don't have to wait till it's already Shabbos, you can get dressed before Shabbos. So how, how soon before Shabbos is it mutter to change into Shabbos clothing? And uh, I saw the person bring on this. The answer is, whatever time you normally get ready for Shabbos. So if you are the kind of guy who is having a shower 15 minutes before Shkir, and then you're getting Shabbos clothing, you can do that during the nine days also. If you're the kind of person that I've been already in your Shabbos, you can do that this week also. There's no difference. Right, that's as far as wearing clothing goes. Now we come to the next point in the Kuda, and that is the, the restriction against shower, uh, showering in hot water during the nine days. Meikir Adin, is also to wash. It's like, like just like an Aved is also to wash. Same thing, it's also to wash during the whole of the nine days. Um, the Ramah brings that if a person covered Shabbos is allowed to wash his hair, or maybe his hands and his face and his feet. Right. That's the Ikra Adin. 
Now, many Poeskim are going to tell you that today um, the, the, the Minag is to be more maker. There are three reasons for that. The first reason is practical. I'll tell you a story which just to bring us out, and that is when we were first Bachim in the mirror. So, we, you know, there's, as everyone knows in the mirror, there's, there's lucky few who's over to rooms in the dormitory, and the unlucky majority have to find dirahs somewhere in the slums of Vesisra. And I'm saying that is because I had a certain Chabrasa who had a dirah somewhere in Vesisra, and he told me once on the Dal Shabbos that he's very fortunate that his Valdira um, only showers once a week. And the reason for that is, is because every time his Valdira who doesn't have his showers, the posh everything leaks through the floor and, and submerges his dirah. So he said, once a week, Friday afternoon, he can deal with it. If it's not, the Valdira shower more than that, it would be a problem. So what I'm saying it is, is that if the minog of people was only to shower once a week, so if you're going to tell them that you can't shower in the nine days, you're not perhaps putting any severe restrictions on people. You, you battle their once a week shower. So okay, so there's not such a major, it's not such a major, so to speak, restriction. It's not a major chumrah. However, when the minhag of the world change and people don't just shower once a week, so then it becomes much more of a chumrah than Chazal had in mind. That's the first spiral which is brought why today is more of a makati maker. The second look at it is, and that is there's a cheshman over here of what's considered to be made to as opposed to what's called mitzvah. And as Chazal goes there and those things which are a pleasure. A person doesn't want to, Chazal didn't want us to enjoy ourselves in the nine days. We do things which we're doing for pleasure. However, if without that, the person is going to be in pain. The person is going to be uncomfortable. Then it's a different cheshman. And then here we have already a precedent in Chazal. Chazal told a person is chatotim berosha, which means he has certain skin injuries, like a condition in his head, some kind of eczema. And if he doesn't wash, it gets worse. So then he's allowed to wash his hair because that's a din of mitzvah. It's not a din of tainuk. And therefore, a lot of posts can say that today, if a person won't shower for a week, especially in places where it's hot, right? So it's not just a din of not, not, being, not getting a tainuk of showering, it's a din of mitzvah. A person gets uncomfortable, then a person gets a heat rash, whatever it's going to be. And if that's the case, then there's a second reason to allow him to be more makil. And the third social law is brought, and that even if he is like mitzvah, everyone around him is going to be mitzvah. And if that's the case, there's also a reason that your person can be more maker. Okay. So if it is a rock to be more maker, and you need to be another post who already went this track, the question is, what are we going to be maker on? And now this is the new side. What you're allowed to be maker on is to wash so that a person shouldn't feel mistake. Right? But to get hanor from washing, you can't do it. That's still hanor. And therefore, even if you're going to allow someone to shower during the nine days, it's showering in water less, than he, less hot than he enjoys, that he feels comfortable in. I'm not saying you have to use freezing cold. I'm saying whatever you consider with the, the comfortable temperature of your shower, make it a little bit colder than that. And then it's considered showering for the sake of cleaning myself so that I don't, I don't feel mid-style after, so that I don't feel in pain. But it's not considered I'm getting hand off from showering. Is it mutzah to go to the mikvah? Um, that's so, also for Shabbos. And that's also for Erev Shabbos, except for a person's hair where it's brought down. If a person always washes his hair in hot water in Erev Shabbos, you can do that this week also. Right. Now we're not going to the mikvah. If soap is necessary to, uh, as a cleaning agent, then it's mutter. Right. Now, what about uh, going to the mikvah? So here also, when a person normally would go to the mikvah, would be mutter here as well. Um, it's cause, can you go to the hot mikvah or do you have to go to the cold mikvah? So, Stam, I would recommend that Anna is going to the cold mikvah because the hot mikvah becomes a congregating point for all the people who be machmi not to shower. Okay, that's as far as as washing goes. 
obviously restrictions like this don't apply to if a person's really dirty, if a person falls in the mud or anything happens to him, someone's cooking and they get, get splashed with whatever they're cooking, then that's for cleanliness. That's not the din of Tainuk, and that's for sure mutter. And the same thing, by the way, applies to clothing. When we said it's also to don't the clothing, if a person gets a stain on their shirt and they want to take a value or something to clean it off, spot cleaning or something like that is mutter. That's not called laundering. And if we mutter to take off a stain or whatever, a person gets put in the mud to clean his shoes, we mutter in the nine days, that's considered taking off dirt, and that's not, not in the ghetto what Chazal meant when it's talking about kippus. Right, the last, thing, the last point that brings us to is, um, we said eating meat and drinking wine in the nine days, which is also, obviously except for Shabbos. Shabbos is mutter, so a person can eat whatever they want, can drink whatever they want, or whenever they're taking in Shabbos. If a person's making an early Shabbos, they can eat meat and drink wine that much earlier, the person's having long shoulder shoulders, they can keep eating the meat and drinking the wine that much later. However, it doesn't apply to Abdullah. Abdullah is already after Shabbos. And if that's the case, if that's the case, a person is not meant to be drinking the Abdullah cup himself. If he has a child who can drink, and what's the age of the child? Anywhere in the range of between 6 and 10. Is in the range of someone who understands what a bracha is. There isn't even, let's say, you know, yet in Avelis. And if that's the case, that's the best option. Has to be uh, doesn't have to be. You're making a blood. You can give him to the hagaf and you can give him to drink. Right. And yeah, yeah. Again, girls have married enough to make a blood. But over here, I want I need someone to drink from me. So I'll take the to the hagaf and they can drink from me. And if there's no child available, if there's no child available, then a person's allowed to drink themselves. Obviously, the minimum share. Right. That's as far as. The minimum shear is in order to make a bracha chrona, is a rover of usage, is a malay lukma. This year it's going to be in the name of No, talking about what's the rishchodesh. What's the shabbos the first one? Tishabab is a different story. Tishabab you don't drink bichla. Right, and you make a bracha matzi tishabab, then you can drink it. It's after the name Right, the last point is that what's brought down in the post game, that if a person has a surah mitzvah in the nine days, then that means we can drink wine. Now, that's brought down by Vata Shazan and Rav Hold. It's only a Surah Smitzvah Yisrami, which means it's Surah Smitzvah which happens then. I can't schedule Surah Smitzvahs for the nine days in order to invite me to eat meat and drink wine. Which means if a bris comes out then, or a pidina ben comes out then, or a person's finishing the sechta and that's when they happen to finish, then it's mutter to make a Surah Smitzvah of meat and wine because it's a Surah Smitzvah and that's, a, that's the head of Surah Smitzvah. But to plan in advance, like certain places do, that we're like lining up the whole year for the, every day of the nine days, that you can have meat every day, Right, so then for sure that's that, that's wasn't what Chazal had meant. It's also simcha finishing something, which means I finished now, not that I finished six months ago. And and it's not on the kodesh. Right, the hetzer of eating meat and drinking wine is only people who mitzdarif to the simcha. Right, it's not a general hetzer for anybody who's in the same chum shabbos. Right, and what I mean by that is that the restaurants, which at the beginning of like have somebody make a seer by the counter and they give them a free burger, now they can serve flesh to all the customers the rest of the night. No one ever has such a hetzer in mind. Right. It's for people who are part of the CM, who mitzdarif to the CM, who are part of, part of the simcha of the CM, so then the mitzvah class, they must not be on that. So that's what's going to get to the Rav's three weeks, one more minute we have, so we're going to finish one last halacha, and that is the Isra of saying Shekhyanu in the three weeks. Now, saying Shekhyanu means that a person can't buy new fruit in the three weeks, a person can't buy new clothing or new appliances or anything of a chashivas which needs a Shekhyanu. So I'm just explain just for a second. The reason not to say Shekhyanu is nothing to do with simcha. The reason not to Shekhyanu is because we don't want to say Vigyanu Razman Lazet. It's not the time of year we want to be necessarily, and therefore it's not to say the bracha. Obviously, if a person is a priest and a person has a Shekhyanu in the middle, then it's different, that's what he's required to do. But we don't voluntarily say Shekhyanu on the time. And therefore, Shabbos is no difference. 
it's still the time of the three weeks. And if a person is able to not say Shekhera, even on Shabbos, it's better to push on Shekhera until after Tisha B'Av. So,